0: I remember there was a conversation I was having on Twitter with someone oh, yeah? about um, discussing like dietary habits and how they can contribute to you know, longevity and health span, you know, yeah. living longer in healthier years. And someone said, oh, well, you're not going to live forever, mate. So it's almost like on one hand, there's the awareness that people are going to die. But then if you actually bring it to the, the forefront in conversation or just how they live day to day, they wouldn't want to kind of, you know, wrestle with that. And I think that's often when people say, oh, you're not going to live forever or YOLO or things like that. I think that's often more of a coping mechanism because people accept that that healthy habits, you know, it requires discipline, it requires focus, it requires, you know, doing the hard work. Because if, if you offered every single person out there a pill, which would give them great health, you know, great cardiovascular health, really good bone density, muscle mass, they'd be fit and healthy you know for you know extended period of time invariably people would say yes so it's not that the fact that they don't want to be healthy it's the fact that they maybe don't want to put the work in and the discipline and you know exercise that to actually you know reap those benefits so as you say it's very interesting so it's on one hand it's like well you're not going to live forever but Mm -hmm. the topic of death and the conversations around death often are missing in society. Mm
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of For Soul's Sake, a conversation, an honest, candid conversation in which we talk with the world's best around holistic wellness, veganism, yoga, spirituality, all things in between without the woo-woo. So today we're joined by Jeffrey Boadi, an amazing, passionate advocate for plant-based nutrition and the founder of The Wealth of Health. In 2017, Jeffrey experienced a transformative journey when he made the conscious decision to adopt a plant-based diet. Embracing this lifestyle wasn't without its obstacles as he had to reevaluate his understanding of health and nutrition. However, with unwavering determination and a thirst for knowledge, Jeffrey quickly adapted and began optimizing his plant-based approach for both health and performance. His culinary skills flourished And he started sharing nutritious and delightful recipes on his social media platforms. The overwhelming positive response from a growing community inspired him to establish the wealth of health. A platform dedicated to educating, inspiring and empowering individuals to explore the incredible potential of a plant-based lifestyle. Jeffrey's passion for plant-based nutrition is evident and he strikes to create... Sorry... And he strives to create a welcoming space where people can learn, people can understand how incorporating more plants into their diets can benefit not only themselves, but also those around them. Jeffrey, my friend, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. That was a very good intro. (laughs) Appreciate that. I'll give the credit to the writers. They did all the hard work. (laughs) (laughs) No, I
0: appreciate that. And it's it's great to be here.
1: Thank you. Um, I want to dive straight in. We can see that you are doing an amazing job on social media, educating people around plant based diets, the amazing platform that you've got the wealth of health. Um, has it been difficult being in the body of a black man living as a vegan in London? How, what's that journey look like? It's an interesting
0: question because I think it's, you know, people still maybe see that as a bit strange because, I mean, even from my perspective, culturally, you know, growing up in a, you know, Ghanaian and growing up in a, obviously with my parents and, you know, always eating meat and very much like culturally led when you think about the kind of food decisions that we would, um, that we would take. Right. So I guess making that switch was actually quite radical in some ways because it kind of maybe goes against a lot of what we've maybe thought our kind of uh, cultural direction of food is, but... Actually, in many ways, if you think about a lot of the foods in Africa, a lot of them are very much plant-based tubers, root vegetables, greens, a lot of beans. A lot of the a lot of whole plant foods actually originate from, you know, East Africa and West Africa as well. So I think, I guess, in terms of like from a modern perspective, it was very much like, oh, what's this guy doing kind of thing. My mom thought I was a bit crazy for a little bit. Um, <laughs> But eventually, she kind of got to grips with it, and, and you know, even when I went round to her to see her the other day, like she makes some incredible meals, like but all plants. And says instead of having like chicken and stuff like that, she'll maybe make like tofu with the jollof rice and things like that. So, I think it's probably still for for many people um, somewhat oh, strange. Oh, this is you know something different. You know, we're eating chicken and eggs and all this kind of stuff. But I want to just almost continue to blaze that trail and show people that they can still enjoy their cultural foods. And there are many people out there on Instagram, even beyond myself, who create amazing cultural foods, you know, Caribbean and African, you know, plant-based focused foods, which are really, really great. But also wanting people to just kind of get an idea of how they can optimize themselves for health and well-being. You know, and that's really been my kind of, that's always been my goal. That's always been my aim. So yeah, I'd say, you know, maybe it's a bit of an anomaly to some degree, but I would like to think that, you know, people would start to, hopefully maybe get to grips with
1: it mm. have you got any friends like in the i mean from the Ghanaian background that have transformed their diets based on what you're doing um, I mean not to, in terms of people close to me probably not
0: but I mean there are so many, so many of my good friends who are on Instagram uh, a friend of mine called David Olu creates amazing he's Nigerian creates amazing recipes uh, another guy called RG Vegan uh, he creates unbelievable like incredible really? uh, Caribbean kind of vegan food so
1: my like mouth yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah I mean there are so many people out there who are kind of doing really interesting things um, I guess what I've probably done is maybe just brought a bit of awareness to the people that are close to me I don't think I've kind of made any like massive changes to the people around me but right. just a bit of an awareness of getting more plants onto your plate how that can benefit you um so yeah hopefully people are taking yeah. it on board slowly. it's always the
1: nearest and dearest that are like, hardest to like convert in one sense like people that are in my family to get them to come to a mantra event or to get them to come to meditate with mm. me that's like the, that's like mission impossible that's like <laughs> yeah. the holy grail like. yeah
0: but i think it's always good to as opposed to going into a mindset of trying to convert people just live your example just mm. be who you are you know, live your truth, whatever it is. And if they're going to come on board, they'll come on board because we can't make people do anything.
1: Mm. Talking about nearest and dearest. I want to address that you lost a partner. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and specifically how you were able to, maybe through the lifestyle that you currently have right now, how you're able to um, heal through that?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, it was a process. It was obviously you know the most difficult thing I'd ever gone through in my life. And, Um, So we got married in 2021 and she unfortunately passed away in late 2021. The most incredible human being, um, you know, God rest her soul. So, yeah, I think for me, I'm very grateful that I was able to kind of move out of that really dark hole that I was in my life and that I was in in my life, sorry. And I think one of the things that I really lent on actually were a lot of the habits that I've cultivated over a number of years. So I think bad things are going to come for everyone i think Straight a up. bad day is going to come for everyone whether that be losing a loved one or something along those lines i think that's just the nature of life but i do think that if you're able to cultivate healthy habits whether that be you know ensuring your diet is on point you know training you know sleeping well just making sure that you really bolster yourself and almost become like a stronger version of yourself you know that can help you in those times when something terrible happens that's not that's not to say it's not going to be bad, it's not going to suck, but I think you'll be able to maintain a real sense of clarity of thought um, and you can kind of almost find your way out of that hole, so one of the things that I wanted to do was really get back into my routine after about a week of it happening, I wanted to get back in the gym. Gi- yeah. I wanted to get back in the gym. I wanted to start eating well again, because I know these are things that make me feel good. You know, mm-hmm. these are things that kind of help to, you know, trigger the release of, you know, all these different neurotransmitters, which we know are really beneficial for mood and health and well-being and things like that. Things like dopamine, serotonin. So I wanted to get into that kind of mind frame again and really focus and lean, lean on those habits that I know have served me well so many for so many years. You know, I think even though emotionally you can feel bad, if you can do certain things to physically help you feel good, I think those really, really helped me. Um, and of course, like that's not to say it was easy. And, you know, this is just my experience. And obviously I can't speak for the experience of, you know, potentially the people who are close to her, like friends and family. Like it's, it's difficult to, you know, see things from from that perspective. I can only speak on, I guess, what I tried to do for myself um, so yeah I think those are things that, I, that really kind of you know helped me you know thankfully I'm in a really really good place right now I've met someone new who's you know a beautiful human being so and it's always going to be an ongoing process you know continuing to lean into health it's just as like a healing tool. I really mm-hmm. believe and I firmly I really do firmly believe that it is a strong tool that you know people if you know people really cultivate that you can really bulletproof to a degree bulletproof yourself from some of the hardships that life's going to throw at us
1: yeah I mean, first and foremost, I want to offer my condolences. Um, I didn't say that expressly before, but also, um, I think it's deeply proud of powerful that you are so self-aware that you knew just a week on what you needed to bolster, what you needed to do to um, to support your mental well-being, to support your physical well-being, um, and see. Like, I come from a world of spiritual well-being, and so if you ask me, like, what do I need to do to maintain a spiritual connection? I'd give you like an encyclopedia of different Mm, methods and tools and whatnot. But if you asked me how to deal, in one sense, yes, the spiritual transcends the material and therefore mental and physical pains, you know, are are technically meant to be solved. But Mm. the reality is that we're practicing spirituality spirituality in a material body. And the material body and the material mind do still need to be taken care of. They do, absolutely. And uh, that's something that I've been, in one sense, spiritually bypassing for a number of years. But this year was the first year where I've really kind of tried to be more conscious with my eating, conscious with the exercise. And um, I just feel way more clear with mm. my thoughts, with my ability to convey ideas, with my creativity has just improved like tenfold. It's only been like, what, two months or three months in. Mm. And I'm seeing that not even physical change, but just mental change. Yeah, And so... Um, I mean, I just highly recommend it. If if you haven't checked out Jeffrey's stuff before, then just check out his channel, especially if you're an aspiring vegan, if you're just, you know, fully into food, just check out, like, the kind of recipes he's cooking. It's amazing. Um, were you always into food? Like, was that... No, really? I, I
0: really wasn't at all. Like, so the way that it kind of came about was, I mean... With a bit of background I'd grown up playing a lot of sport and playing football in a few different countries and tennis and rugby at school so I was always focused on like sport and I think when you're when you come from that kind of background and you're thinking well, what do I need to support competitive my
1: competitive sport as well like
0: yeah yeah so wow. competitive sport so I played a lot of, at school in different rugby tournaments and then when I went to I played a lot of semi pro football in the UK went to went to like Austria and Norway and a few countries trying to get my foot into the door with some clubs over there so How did uh, I mean, didn't get to the level that I wanted to get to, but I think it was a great experience. It was fulfilling as well. Yeah, a great experience to kind of go to a different country, try and, you know, break into the professional game there.
1: But you know,
0: so I've got a lot of you know lot to take away from that. Um, but yeah, I think when you're thinking about from an athlete perspective, I was just thinking, how can I support my recovery? And I think at that time, I was just so focused on, you know, get your, get your protein in meat. And that's kind of all I thought at that point. And... I then came across a documentary which my sister showed me called "What the Health" on Netflix, which I'm what sure, yeah, which I'm sure a few people may have no, may know about. But I always caveat this now by saying that I do appreciate that nutrition documentaries can be very biased; they can, you know, push you towards the direction that they're trying to get across. But for me, it was a point where it was almost like a starting point for me to dive into the scientific literature to really see how, if I, if I was gonna do a plant-based diet, how I could do it well to still support performance, cause I still train in the gym, run, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, how can I support my performance? How can I make sure that if I'm going to take me off my plate, I can adequately replace it. I know which nutrients I need to look out for, which ones I need to pay special attention to. So that that was really the point where I really dived in and you know really started experimenting with different foods and you know coming across foods that I'd never even considered mm. and understanding nutrition from a wider scope it's not so much that I just you know learn about plant-based nutrition I learned about nutrition as a whole and it's not to say that I don't think people who eat meat are unhealthy that's that's not the way that I see things but I do think that one if it's always a good idea to get more plants and diversity onto the plate which I'm sure we'll talk about for gut health reasons and things like that but two, just to have an awareness of really what you're putting into your body and if you are going to go down that plant-based route knowing the best way to do it And it's funny. I wasn't really much of a social media person beforehand. I didn't really like it too much. (laughs) But coming across with this information, really, just I felt compelled to share it because I was. I started reaping so many different benefits, like better sleep. You know, more energy, clarity of thought. You know, felt lighter. I just felt so good, and I wanted to just share what I was learning with people. And I guess that's how it kind of grew to to where it is now. Give
1: me a little tickle. How do I? How do I sleep better? What do I need to do?
0: (laughs) Well you need to I mean there's plenty of things that you can do magnesium is a good one ok magnesium supplementation is a really good I actually did a sleep video yesterday oh what, try what did and, that involve you film. yeah so Are I did sleeping? no 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 so I did like a <laughs> kind of routine as to what I do um, oh, before nice. I go to sleep you know try not to eat too close to bedtime so 2-3 hours before bedtime ok you want to cut out any kind of you know intake of foods magnesium supplementation is really good as well as l-theanine reishi mushroom another compound that's found in chamomile called apigenin which is good as well sleeping in a really dark room so making sure that your curtains are you know either blackout curtains or get a sleep mask which has been one of the biggest game changers for me um and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, there's, there's a couple of different things that I've looked into scientifically as to why I may have, you know, had better sleep, you know, more omega-3 intake, anti-inflammatory. So there were a number of different things that, that I did. Um, and that really just benefited me in so many ways. And as I said, I wanted to just start sharing that with the community and really mm-hmm. being open about almost my own journey, how it was benefiting me, you know, some of the kind of things I was coming across. And that's where we are now.
1: Far out. I also noticed that on your platform, you sp- spoke about blueberries yes Uh, i don't know whether that's like your favorite food but like if you were to say like one food that you think everyone should eat like regularly Mm. because i think when when people think about vegan culture right yeah they think about mock meat yes and yes very yeah i mean the thing is our guts just can't process that stuff i always feel like yes this is amazing as i'm tasting Mm. it but then i always feel the morning after like that was really not good for my stomach i just feel really lethargic and really like drained out to be honest Mm is there any i mean maybe you can talk about that as well but is there any one food that you think i mean should everyone just eat blueberries like is that you need to put more blueberries in your plate i think
0: blueberries is a good start for everyone but i think it's it's always you've always got to think about the overall eating pattern as opposed to one specific food because you can be eating blueberries every day but then if you look at the rest of your lifestyle if you're maybe not training or you're smoking you're drinking alcohol the effect of the blueberries is going to be negated in, in many ways so I think in the overall context of a diet, there are definitely certain foods that you probably want to be getting in more of. I mean, berries are a really good one. If we're talking about brain health, you know, antioxidant-rich, so you're gonna you know negate those the impact of those free radicals, which can kind of affect you know DNA and all that kind of stuff. Uh, dark leafy greens are a really good one to get into your diet. You've got lots of iron in there, lots of brain healthy nutrients like lutein, zeaxanthin, uh, legumes. are are fantastic for protein for fiber for minerals so lentils are really good soybeans in the form of like organic tofu and tempeh those Mm -hmm. regularly make it onto my plate you know, root vegetables, sweet potatoes, another one that I absolutely love. You know, vitamin A, really, really good. I want to come in and get your house. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, getting all, getting like making sure that you get a real rounded kind of approach to your food, particularly from the plant-based standpoint. Nuts and seeds are great as well. You know, really healthy and he- you know, really rich source of healthy fat. So hemp seeds, walnuts, chia seeds, flax seeds, foods like that. So, yeah, I mean, there are definitely foods that I, I like to pinpoint and get into my diet a lot of the time, but I think it's also looking at the overall dietary pattern and what that's looking like is really, really good to focus on.
1: Have you found it being, it's been quite an expensive journey?
0: Not particularly, financially. No. no, I don't think is so. That when,
1: when people hear this, right? Like, for me, I was thinking, yeah, this would be wicked. Like, I need to just like, listen to this episode, pause it, mm. and just write down all the, all the ingredients that you said, and I'm like, oh, that's going to be like 30 quid more on my shopping bill.
0: To, to be honest, I think it's, it's it's a common misconception. I don't think that being eat, eating healthy or even eating plant based is actually gonna you know set you back. I think in many ways it can actually reduce money off your bill if you're eating if you're cooking at home. First of all, that, that's that's the that's the key. Cook from home not ordering out too much because that's going to, you know, create some situations where you're you're paying for the convenience as well as the healthy food so that's going to increase your, you know, price point. But also as you touched on before, the mock meats, the kind of fake burgers, the those kind of cuz cuz then they've not really got like a great a large market share at the moment, so the price point of these foods is tends to be quite high. So, if you're eating beyond meat burgers every day, you're going to be that that's, you know, that they, these foods are they can be expensive for sure. Um, so I think, you know, just going back to the source, if you think about foods like sweet potatoes, black beans, lentils, you know, broccoli, these foods are relatively cost effective and many more chickpeas, you know, Mm. butter beans, all these other legumes. So focusing on cooking from home, cooking from scratch more often than not meal prepping as well, which is really useful foods like oats as well. That's another one that I love. I'm always talking about oatmeal. Oatmeal is really cost effective. Yeah. And another way to you know, reduce the kind of price point is you know, a lot of the nuts and seeds. If you go to the supermarket, they can be quite expensive. But if you get them wholesale, they oh. become a lot cheaper. So I get like my hemp seeds, walnuts. I buy them in like kilo or two kilo bags. Works out a lot cheaper. So there are always ways to look at it. And I think it's often a thing that people point towards in terms of like, oh, it's more expensive. But it's really about are you treating it as a priority? That's really the issue, I think.
1: Mm does it take up a lot of your time prepping and that
0: not really to be honest i think if so sometimes or often i'd say in towards like the end of the week i might do like a bit of meal prep so i'll have you know maybe batch cook some lentils or batch cook some like tofu and tempeh so it's just in the fridge and also a a good thing to do is work out meals that are healthy but actually quick to make so you can make like quinoa in like 20-25 minutes you know chop up some vegetables, put some tomatoes in there, maybe bake some tofu for 20 minutes and you've got a healthy meal in sort of 20, 25 minutes. I think we have the time. We just don't know how to prioritize. Fully, that's, that's the issue. We all have the time. We all find the time to watch the Netflix and watch the latest shows and go out and hang out with friends. But finding the time to be healthy is a conscious decision. And I think many of us maybe are struggling with that and then that leads us to believe that we don't have enough time or it's too expensive or things like that. But... I don't think that that's the case.
1: Mm. You spoke about um, prioritizing health, and and I think that that's becoming more and more. Pre- I mean, it's always been prevalent, but I think it's exploding right now. Mm. Like everyone wants to prioritize health. Um, I mean, one thing that in my mind is akin to health. I, I mean, health for me is like longevity of life, quality of life. Um, but I think from the cosmetic point of view, people are also interested. Like, how do you always? How do you remain youthful? Does Is there a food, is there like an elixir of <laughs> vegan cocktail that I can make to make me look eternally youthful?
0: Well, if we're thinking about foods that are going to benefit the skin, because mm-hmm. obviously we want to, you know, we everyone wants their skin to be smooth and whatnot. Yeah, there are certain foods that can help. But again, of course, it's within the context of your overall lifestyle. You still need to you know, make sure you're reducing your alcohol consumption, smoking and training and things like that. But foods like sweet potato, good source of vitamin A, so that will hi- help to hydrate both layers of the skin. Blueberries are another really good one because they contain a antioxidant called anth- they, a class of antioxidants called anthocyanins, which actually help to prevent breakdown of collagen in the skin. And obviously, collagen is the most abundant protein in the skin, so that's a really useful one as well. Avocados, you know, really good source of monounsaturated fats. Other foods that are rich in antioxidants like walnuts, rich in vitamin E and also healthy fats, omega three alpha-linolenic acid so you know chia seeds hemp seeds they kind of fall into that category as well so focusing on those foods are going to you know give you a pretty decent chance but of course you have to get a bit of luck make sure you hydrate as well
1: so so, (laughs) i I mean uh, one podcast guest came in earlier and she was like i just want to say one thing you've got the most amazing skin i was like i promise i don't use foundation (laughs) I promise. It's just genes. Like uh, I'm not eating. En- I'm not in- eating definitely enough uh, antioxidants. I'm definitely not eating any sweet potato. So I need to be. Eating well, this
0: more. is the thing. People, you know, you got, you got to get lucky as well. I think yeah. I've always been quite lucky. It's not like when I went plant based, my skin just dramatically cleared up. <laughs> that has worked for a lot of people. Yeah, though. it has. Um, but I mean, either way, it's good to get these foods into your diet, regardless.
1: Mm. Have you found that there's a connection between food and? I mean, this com- this podcast is all about spirituality mm. in one sense. Yeah the broader sense, like spirituality Mm. can contain so many different things. But have you found that there's been any correlation between um, food or diet or nutrition or health and wellness and a spiritual connection? Do you think that there's...
0: Yeah, I think so. I do think that, you know, being in tune with exactly what's going into your body, because as you touched on earlier, you know, people have that kind of spiritual side, but maybe don't focus on the physical. vessel. Also, we all have a spirit within us, but it's carried within this physical vessel. And I think we have to focus on trying to give that physical vessel everything that it needs to function optimally. So whether that's, you know, your dietary habits, your sleep, your physical exercise, your management of stress. So I do think that when you start to focus and really dial in on these things, you almost get a closer connection with, you definitely get a closer connection with, you know, the foods that you're getting into your body and potentially where these foods are being sourced from as well. Just a better connection with self as well, in terms of like, you know, I think, discipline in that area is self-care in many ways so if you're disciplined with your nutrition sleep habits training you're definitely going to you know start to reap those benefits get that deeper connection to self so i definitely do think that there is yeah. that element to it as well
1: do you have like a, a personal practice like a i mean a spiritual practice or do you consider this wellness your spiritual practice no
0: so i mean i'm a christian so i you know i pray and i still you know want to have that connection to god and that relationship with god at all times um, amazing yeah so I think yeah I think there's there's definitely that as well um, dialing in on nutrition just kind of bringing you
1: closer mm. amazing I mean was were you always like I mean, because the way you speak is like very uh, purposeful scientific very clear like I'm almost like wow I want to take a note of all these things like all these vitamins that I could potentially <laughs> get and it's just very very it's um, very educated um, were you always like really studious no no honestly i i definitely think that
0: the the turning point for me in many ways was shifting my diet and becoming aware of that and that just cascaded into kind of me you know grasping a deeper understanding of myself of the world around me but then of course you know when you have tragedy and you deal with trauma i think it, it can in in many ways it can either break you or kind of help to widen your perspective and i think i with what happened with me in 2021 I wanted it to help widen my perspective um, and understand almost that, you know, life is short and none of us are going to be here forever. So we've got to just make the most of it and do the best that we can. You know, I think back in my football days, as I mentioned, when I was playing football, I was I was very much not this person who was like very kind of intentional with the way that they live, you know, very purposeful. I was very much kind of living. the moment which is a good thing actually i think Mm. being present is very good you know Eckhart Tolle the power of now my favorite book ever but i do think that i've become more kind of just aware of exactly what i'm doing exactly how
1: i want to do things um become aware of like the the um the how how life can literally just slip through the fingers at any moment yeah
0: yeah exactly and i think that helps to kind of it almost shapes how you how you act with people and how you kind of just operate in day-to-day life you know i think there's there's so much in society now which is you know probably not the best in terms of the way people approach things but i i want to just try and do things in a good way and just be intentional and live with intent and everything that i do i want it to be intentional and have purpose behind it Mm -hmm. i don't really feel there's a need to just do stuff for the sake of doing it or be absent-minded um but yeah i think a lot of that Definitely came down to that decision that I made to be more conscious with what I was putting into my body.
1: Wow, wow. I mean, one of the things that you um, said—I mean, speaking about like how the futility and the 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 fickle nature of life, and how you know any moment could be, any day could be our last. Let's be honest; it's really like that. And um, I mean, one of the things that really sticks with me when it comes to that topic of conversation is around uh, the life of the Buddha and how his exposure. To all those things birth old age disease and death mm. gave him a wider outlook on the way in which he conducted his life and uh, one saint by the name Bhakti Bino he says that we should regularly um, expose ourselves to death because it gives us so much in the way of widening our scope and mm. vision for this lifetime mm and uh, it sounds super morbid like why would anyone want to expose themselves to that but the truth is that it's going to happen to us it's going to happen to people that are nearest to us and so uh, the material world has this amazing ability to just mask it all over 100% to make it look like you know I just found out recently that Tom Cruise is 60 plus Mm. did you know that? yeah 60 plus Tom Cruise, and and those in the Bollywood world, Shah Rukh Khan is also 60 years old. Mm. I'm I'm mind blown. Mm. How are these people... Like, the perception of age is completely disappearing. Like, Mm. people are living longer, people are looking younger for longer. But all that does in one sense also is it also makes people believe that they're going to live forever. Yeah, exactly. And um, that kind of, like, being blind to that, yes, in one sense, people are like, yeah, ignorance is bliss, you know. But at the same time, on the same token... I think there is something to be said about being honest about the mortality of this human body.
0: And being prepared for it. Being
1: fully prepared for it. It's coming for all of us. We don't
0: want to talk about it, but I think, particularly in the West, I think the way that we deal with death is very much, as you say, put it to the back of mind. don't need to think about it. But it's coming. And as I said, that, unfortunately, it sounds morbid. It sounds morbid to say... A bad day is coming for all of us, whether we're going to lose our loved ones, whether we're going to, you know, someone that we know close to us is going to die. Like well, my parents, my mum's in her 60s, my dad's in his in his 70s. Yeah. They, they're they not going to be here forever. Right. And of course, it's not something that we want to kind of reconcile with. But we have to. Yeah. I have to accept that that's going to happen and we have to accept that, you know, these things are going to, you know, take hold of us and, and shape our life in, in some kind of way so yeah I think there's yeah, but it's, it's, I guess it's difficult to have conversations about it you know people yeah. if, you're, if you're, for example if you're at like a games night or a party you start talking about <laughs> no one's going <laughs> to hang out with that person that's what I'm saying no one's going to want to be around that person but you know these are conversations that I think need to be brought to yeah, yeah, yeah. Brought, not, they don't have to be front of mind all the time but they just need to just be brought into our consciousness as the, in, in yeah, the fact yeah. that these things are going to happen
1: I think that's why solitude is so important. Yeah. Like, okay, if you're not going to speak to other people about it, at least just pick up, do me a favor. If you've never ever thought of the point that you are going to have to leave this body, I'm talking to The View, I'm talking to everyone that's in this room, just take a pen, take a paper, or just take your phone and just write the word, I will die, this body will die, something to that effect, and just start free writing. And just become fully conscious and aware that this body is not going to last forever what you put in it is going to be important. The way you treat other people does matter because, I mean, the whole thing, the whole, the way that you live life will just completely change if you just bring that to the forefront. Even in solitude, you don't have to speak about it at a party. Like, people will think you're weird if you, <laughs> you know, if you go to a games like <laughs> they'll be, be labeled as that dude. Yeah, the, exactly. The death dude. Yeah. Um, but...
0: Do you know Uh, what's what's interesting, though? I just thought of something. So, there's, I remember there was a conversation I was having on Twitter with someone about um, discussing like dietary habits and how they can contribute to, you know, longevity and health span, you know, living longer in healthier years. And someone said, Oh, well, you're not going to live forever, mate. So, it's almost like on one hand, there's the awareness that people are going to die. But then, if you actually bring it to the, the forefront in conversation or just how they live day to day, they wouldn't want to kind of, you know, wrestle with that. And I okay. think that's often when people say, "Oh, you're not going to live forever," or "Yolo," or things like that. I think that's often more of a coping mechanism because people accept that. It's
1: a coping mechanism. Yeah,
0: people accept that healthy habits, you know, it requires discipline, it requires focus, it requires, you know, doing the hard work. Because if if you offered every single person out there a pill which would give them great health, you know, great cardiovascular health, really good bone density, muscle mass, that be fit and healthy, you know for you know extended period of time invariably people would say yes so it's not that the fact that they don't want to be healthy it's the fact that they maybe don't want to put the work in and the discipline and you know and exercise that to actually you know reap those benefits so as you say it's very interesting so it's on one hand it's like well, you are not going to live forever but the Mm. topic of death and the conversations around death often are missing in society
1: Mm. we've become a society more and more and, and it's not that it's just even society it's i feel like i do it more and more it's you don't say what you mean, mm. and you don't mean what you say, yeah, everything's got a little colloquial like you know you're not going to live forever, mm. but it's like you never really think about that, yeah, and um I think that we've we've become a very unintentioned, unintentional mass of people mm. living on this planet, yeah. and um it's coming, you know there's a wave of awakening yeah. coming there's a lot yeah. of people that are finally like people like yourself that are doing amazing things on social media that just awaken people down on that platform, mm. and uh, you're a living example of it, so I mean. Yeah, kudos, man. Appreciate that. Anything that you wanted to share that's currently going on in your life that you feel people should hear about that you think would be interesting for people to take away, either educational or just like anything spiritual, just like, yeah, anything that's in your mind? I mean, I think it's... I mean, again,
0: my my focus, my main focus is like dietary habits and always wanting people to just be conscious. Mm -hmm. You know, I think one of the biggest things in society is is the lack of consciousness and maybe the, the, the disconnect between what people are putting into their bodies and their outcomes in terms of like disease, mental well-being, physical health, all those types of things. I just want people to make informed decisions if people want to walk into the Burger King or the Subway or uh, these other kind of, you know, establishments, which, you know, make the food environment actually quite difficult to, you know, cultivate health, if you're informed as to what you're putting into your body, that's absolutely fine. And I understand, you know, convenience is, is useful at times, but I think we definitely rely on it way too much in society and it's to our detriment as well. So just be, just take a bit of time just to become informed because I think one of the things that, goes on in societies that maybe people don't realize just how good they can actually feel day to day they think brain fog's normal i've got to smash you know three or four coffees in the morning to feel good you know towards the you end drink of the day coffee, by the way. uh very occasionally don't drink too much i prefer like the medicinal mushrooms chaga reishi those types of things but yeah as i said just gaining a bit of awareness as to really how you can optimize your body and, and your health and your you know mental well-being and it doesn't even say you don't have to go all the way you don't have to go like you know all the supplements and your perfect diet, but just making small steps, you know, mm. take, you know, maybe walking instead of getting the tube somewhere, or, you know, as I said, trying to find healthier habits to dial in with your food, maybe making your breakfast at home instead of getting it at Starbucks in the morning. And then once you start making those conscious decisions, you start to, you know, connect with your body in many ways. And then you start to really feel and notice how certain foods affect you and how certain foods don't. So, I'm, yeah, I'm just really big on that awareness and consciousness, and that's kind of what I always want to just get across and continue to speak about. So hopefully it keeps uh, keeps reaching many people.
1: I'm praying it does, praying it does. Yeah, consciousness is, uh, yeah, it's it's something that I think um, more and more people are at least even recognizing the word. Mm, yeah. And uh, awareness of the self, awareness of the spirit self, awareness of the physical self, um, I think that every year almost, if you can't do it, like, okay, you might be thinking right now, <clears throat> where do I start with becoming, <clears throat> where do I start with becoming a more conscious individual? I'd say just like a painter steps away from a painting regularly enough when they're, you know, making a masterpiece, mm. steps away regularly to see what areas is are going to add and take away from. In the same way, there should, there should be a point in your year, a point in your week or a point in your life where you say i'm just taking a pause and don't let it get to the point where it's a midlife crisis moment don't let it be that just when the body is in dis-ease mm. you then go i need to do something about yeah. it but no just take like you know we all go on holiday yeah just save one day in your holiday for being about reflection just on reflect. where you're like, yeah, yeah just be conscious just be yeah. aware conscious aware thoughtful just take a moment to contemplate um it sounds really maybe fairy-like and woo-woo, I get that. Like mm-hmm. m- Me in a man's body, I used to detest being a reflector, like even just yeah. being conscious. Yeah. Yeah, and I Just go through life. No? Yeah. Just, yeah. But you have experiences that force you, or hopefully through the means of some like education uh, tool like a podcast, like mm. for soul's sake, <laughs> it's, it's pushing you in a direction where you're saying, yeah, just become more conscious. Yeah. You know? Just take a step back and just see. Where's the, where's the journey going?
0: Exactly. Just reflect, I think. it's. I understand that because, you know, there's so many things that people go through in life which maybe they want to hide away from, you know, asking themselves, that, you know, certain questions and maybe go towards medicating with alcohol and yeah, drugs yeah, and yeah. food and things like that. So I get it. It's not easy. But I think if we really want to live our best life, I do think in many cases we have to ask ourselves quite difficult questions in terms of the direction of our life, you know, how are we taking care of ourselves? How are we showing up with the people around us? Yeah. And invariably, I think you'll you just find that you just become a better human
1: being for it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on intoxicants like magic mushrooms? And I wouldn't even call that an intoxicant. Interesting. I would call
0: that, what would I call that? I'd call that like it's medicinal, but in the, in the good sense. I mean that was part of my journey as well with with healing. I you know looked into that and you know had some incredible experiences, gave me some clarity on maybe the meaning of what had happened wow. and things like that. So I think they obviously have to be respected. I do think you know the, whilst they're physically very safe, I do think a lot of people can you know abuse them in many ways in terms of just doing them all the time and you know maybe not taking that time to actually reflect on what you learn in those in those times. So. Yeah, I think things like yeah, mushrooms, DMT, you know, other psychedelic substances—they can have real benefit if you do them in the
1: right way. Mm, do your research, be informed. You have to. Yeah, awesome. Should we hit some quick fire round questions? This has been an awesome conversation. By yeah, the it's been Japanese. good. Enjoyed it, appreciate it. It's been a very natural. I feel like I've known you for like ten years. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good sign as yeah. well. Maybe I hope you. I mean, I was going to say I hope you feel the same in return. Yeah, no, definitely. I, when, I <laughs> that, when, I, when I feel comfortable,
0: when I feel comfortable, I know it's good. Yeah, I'm good. enjoying it. Sweet.
1: All right, one word, one sentence answers, or if you feel super inspired, you're like, "Nice, no, mm. screw it, I want to tell more." Than that. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cuff you. Um, what's something that you're curious about right now in your life? Hmm. Good question. Martial arts. Martial arts. Okay,
0: <laughs> you're, you're practicing. I just started Muay Thai yesterday. Boy, yeah, how's it going? First time. Got a first Enjoyed session. It was good. Enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going to go sore. back. No, hips are pretty sore. But hips are sore.
1: Yeah, mm, I think it's a bit too much for me. <laughs> Indian skin isn't meant for that place. Um, what legacy would you like to leave behind in this world? Um,
0: I want people to remember me as someone who helped inspire them to healthier choices, and then healthier choices for the people around them, family, friends, etc um and just someone who wanted to serve other people
1: wow i want to talk to you offline for that serving <laughs> that's amazing uh, something you used to deeply value but don't value as much anymore
0: my identity as a football player Oof. so that was something that i held on to for a long time even when i when i stopped playing football it was difficult to wrestle with that because i just built my entire identity up as i'm jeffrey the football player so, losing that was almost like losing a part of myself. So, yeah, that was something that I valued a lot because it gave me identity. It gave me who I thought I was. Um, but now it's, you know, now not so much. I, I know I'm just a, you know, a human being who wants to serve people in, in whatever way possible, even
1: beyond health. That's powerful. Yeah, things will change. Identities Definitely will change. We change. Um, if you could create one law, this is the final one. If you could create one law, that everyone in the world has to follow what would it be <laughs> um a good question that is mm. it's like a primary school question yeah it? You
0: that. one that came to mind is just to live and let live kind of i think there's people always want to for example on social media platforms aggressively get their beliefs across as the absolute right one but Sometimes people aren't, people don't have the same perspective, the same eyes, the same life experiences that you've had. So if you live your life as long as you're not harming anyone and let people live their lives as long as they're not harming anyone. Of course, if it comes to the situation of someone's actively harming someone through their actions, then, yeah, of course you step in in, in, in whatever way. But, yeah, live and let live. Mm.
1: Yeah, promotion versus attraction. Mm. If you've got something good going for you, attract people to it rather than just promoting it all the mm. time you know there's a subtle difference between yeah. both of them fully appreciate that man thank you so much living that Live. thank you so much jeff it's so been a great ple- pleasure privilege and honor to have you here yeah, thanks for and i you. hope that you've enjoyed this experience as much as i have and um, yeah hopefully get you back at some point some point in the future when a book comes out the podcast <laughs> comes out i'm jumping on your podcast yeah definitely we'll have <laughs> no, you on for sure but no
0: i appreciate you having me on I, again i'd love this conversation it's always good to you know, t- take things in a different direction as opposed to just health. So yeah, it's been really good, man. And awesome. hopefully gives the, l- the listeners some value.
1: I think so. I think if you found value, drop it in the comments. Tell us what you found value about the conversation. Um, tell us what you thought about the different recipes that he's got on his social media. Tell me a little bit about, maybe you're going to try eating more blueberries. Tell me <laughs> how that goes black out your curtains Sammy. did you sleep any better <laughs> give us some give us some feedback i want to hear from you all so yeah thank you all so much for being here thank you all so much for listening learning and growing with us this fine podcast and i hope to see you on the next episode of soul's sake namaste